0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the new episode of Nature's Honor. I'm your host Nature Chad, and today I bring you a special one with Pedro. He's a great guy, he's a biomedical science student, biotech, and what he does on his page is incredible. He has so many informative posts about health, and he does them in a way that is kind of you know you could say complex but very simple to understand, you know. These concepts that we constantly talk about, you know, the sun, diet, exercising, these things, they can get watered down quite quickly, they can become just repetitive and without any substance, but what he does is great great, and he's just in general a very good person, you know, a very good guy, funny guy and... uh, Yeah, I want to have him on because I think he would be a great addition to the podcast. He would give you great information and of course give me because a lot of these things I didn't know as well. So yeah, this conversation was more, I guess, you know, laid back. I just pressed record and had some questions. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. I will be back soon recording by myself, you know, give you some updates, talk about some things that have been going on and of course some new subjects. And yeah, enjoy. Enjoy yeah so basically i if you've been following my page you see what i write about like self-improvement men basically mostly mental things like uh, because in short if you saw like uh, i had horrible acne all over my body you know Mm -hmm. back Mm -hmm. chest face and instead of like directly solving it like i was recommended by doctors and so i was like you know what i'm not going to take like accutane i'm not going to do all of these chemicals, I'm just going to endure. And through that, I gained this mindset that literally everything is in your mind. And that it's just how you view things. That's how it will be. You know, if you view this as something horrible, of course, it's going to be horrible. But I'm like, No, I'm so grateful for it. Because because of that, I actually started to work on myself, you know, I started to start working out. That's like the first thing that I introduced. And then, as you know, like, when you start working out, you get you start getting interested in different topics, such as, you know, eating healthier, sleeping more, blah, 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 and then you end up here, you know. So I'm all about, you know, health, but also like how it's all connected, you know, like I hate the word, but holistic health, you know, that's the thing. And uh, yeah, yeah, so today I wanted to talk to you because first of all, you're not extreme in any sense, you know, you're not oh carnivore vegan stuff like that i hate that because it it leaves no room for improvement you know it leaves no room to actually have a talk and to see what actually works for you instead of just being narrow-minded and this is it this is it you know when i see what you post i see like you're eating like a normal person like a normal healthy person you know and this is really refreshing to me so uh, we can start with that actually like what do you how do you approach Like, what what is health for you? Like, what what do you, when when someone asks you like, what does a healthy person look like, what do they do? What what would you say that is for you?
1: Yeah, so uh, like you mentioned, um, most people go through their own sort of period where they realize that they're not as healthy as they appear. And it, it doesn't always come until like the teenage years. And so you start building up from when you're young and doing bad habits. Maybe your parents don't know better. And they feed you crap and so you grow up and you realize oh crap i'm actually not as good as the other kids that are playing sports or i'm actually not growing like the other kids and so that was kind of where i started with health was the fact that i started realizing for my age i wasn't one um, in terms of height the right stature and then in terms of athleticism the right the best athlete i could be and then one thing led to the, to the other and i became enamored by understanding what biology is because if you understand what biology is and what life is about, health is just a prerequisite, it'll come naturally. And so when I see these diets of people doing carnivore diets, vegan diets, although they're interesting because it gives you a side of bio, a perspective of biology you probably never considered before, they're not a, of integrated approach because they're only focusing on one thing and they have flaws as well. And so to me, when you consider a diet, and you don't consider your mental state, your lifestyle habits, how you live your life, what purpose you have in your life. Those are all things that can be worked upon that really improve health. And if you take that all into consideration, health to me is the state of one, the ability to progress your life in the direction that you want. And then two, the ability to have resilience and that you're able to withstand or endure anything in terms of whether it's dietary, whether it's physical, whether it's mental or emotional. If you can be rock solid in the way you are and how you feel about life, that to me is a a state of health. That's perfect. And
0: that's exactly the way I see it, because if you don't have, if you just, it's the same way, you know, the usual saying, if you build a house on a, like a shaky foundation, it will collapse, you know, and the thing that you said, especially about having your purpose and having these things, you know, like fulfillment in life so so important because I could be I could be exercising, I could be eating healthy, you know, but if I'm like s- suffering from stress from depression, my health will go down so fast, you know, and that's, that's how you see, you know, like people literally, by their own power of mind, going through the illnesses going better in themselves, because this is something that I believe and I really, I'm really interested in your uh, opinion on this, because you have a bit of more scientific uh, background, but how, what do you think is the reason that our mind or maybe, you know, our spiritual side is so powerful that it can affect our physical me- like body, that it can affect these things, even though like it's impossible, but we see it over and over again, yeah, you know, like yeah. especially with cancer patients, like having support of their family, like staying strong,
1: it disappears, it retreats, you know, how is this possible? You know, what do you think? Yeah. Well, man, that gets to a very interesting topic. I don't know if you want to go as deep as this, but do you know a mathematician named Roger Penrose? I don't that know. No. He's a mathematician from England, and he's, he's always been interested by the theory of consciousness. What is consciousness? Why can we explain it? Mm-hmm. Is it just computations like an algorithm? He came to the conclusion that it's not. And clearly, this thing we call consciousness has a direct effect on matter which is us and our and our bodies and the mm-hmm. world around us. The, the best way I can put this is that whatever consciousness is, is bound to interact with matter. And if it were not the case, we wouldn't have things like the placebo effect where people generally get better from a no no solution, no therapeutic event, yep. even though um, they don't realize it themselves. The placebo effect, when done just, for example, with the mind, because there's other types of placebos, there's a, a vehicle placebo, there is a drug placebo, whatever it mm-hmm. is, but with just the mind, you take the mind into consideration, it's impossible to explain that other than our, the right consciousness has an effect on the matter around our world, whether it's us, or whether it's in our environment, it makes sense as well from the epigenetic standpoint. In that we and the environment exchange information with one another. We get feedback from one another. And so if I were living in Croatia where it's colder most of the times, I would have genetic shifts that would promote genes that improve cold tolerance. That's an epigenetic shift. That communication back and forth may also be playing into something like the placebo effect. But nonetheless, it means that our physical body is second to our mental state and our mental state controls everything else. Right away, we know this to be the case as well, like what you mentioned with cancer patients and patients that feel optimistic about life, they have a better prognosis, they survive longer, they have better liver function, brain health, less stress, and the stress plays negatively into our physiology. It's a lot of different roads that you can go down, whether consciousness, whether stress, whether placebo effect, but all in all, they state the same thing. The mind controls the physical state. Yeah, it's incredible. Like. And I believe everyone can experience this
0: in, like, in some degree. For example, the easiest way I found to explain this is by cold showers, you know. If you literally focus your mind on the body part where, the cold, where there is cold, you will not feel it anymore if you stro- focus strong enough, you know. It's, it's incredible, you know, it's like you shift this energy into specific parts of your body. And the same way I do, for example, with like when I had this knee injury, I just went and do body scans, body scans, body scans all over and like literally sending like blood flow to that part of your body. Yeah. And as and for some reason it worked, you know, I know also like my neighbor, he healed himself. Like he couldn't walk, barely walked, but he just constantly focused on like getting getting like this kind of energy into his legs. And now he's strong, like he's very strong now, it's, it's incredible mm-hmm. how this works. But mm-hmm. But yeah, that's why. I really want to, you know, talk about these things because health is not chicken, broccoli and lifting weights, you know, yeah. it's so, mu- so many things and I'd, I'd even remove the word health. It's like being optimized, being normal, like the real normal, not what we see today, you know. So I want to ask you next, you know, when you talk about these subjects, I love how the most basic solutions like you, you end up with the saying. Oh, this is supplement this is great, you know, you can do this. And also you can go outside on the sun and it's the most powerful thing. So talk yeah. me about that, like the simplicity of some of these things, you know, for being the most optimized version of yourself. Right.
1: Like, tell me a bit, bit about it. Sure. So let's take a look at the modern human now and the ancestral human. Modern humans, they are always under some kind of working environment. They're never outside. Modern humans are always stressed out. They never have a time to relax. Modern humans are never bored. They never just sit still and do nothing. But when we take a look at some of the residual tribes that still exist, whether the Hadza or whether the tribes of uh, Fiji or in Mm -hmm. Australia, the aborigines, they have one very low stress. Most Most of their day is spent doing nothing. Two, they're always outside. They don't have much of anything covering them from the environment. They don't have much clothes. They don't have sandals. Or if they do, it's very thin and they're usually not wearing them. And then three, they don't have this rush to do something or get somewhere. And I believe because they're one living longer based on epidemiological reports two have less of the modern disease that we call modern diseases, diabetes, heart disease and so on, cancer. And then three, they are much more fit, much more athletic. And we kind of um we're enamored by their athleticism as compared to some of the modern athletes. It kind of tells me that some of the simplest things that we've been missing out on are the right solutions. And so, getting sunlight. When we think of getting sunlight, most people just think, okay, vitamin D. But that's not all. Infrared light sets, when, we, when we're exposed to infrared light from the sun, whether sun, sunrise or sunset, it sets something in our brain called the suprachiasmatic nuclei. It's a region in the brain that controls chronogenetics or time-based genetics. And so if it's early in the morning, it'll turn on some genes for early in the morning. Late at night turns on some genes for late at night. And that has a direct role on all of our hormonal physiology. If that's off, our testosterone will be off, our thyroid hormones will be off and so on. And so most people will go to a clinic. They'll take TRT, they'll take thyroid hormones, but they won't fix the underlying Um, issue, which is just maybe you needed more sunlight exposures at the right time, setting your circadian rhythm, right, reducing stress, and all of that would have fixed itself. And because all of that overlaps with so many other conditions, like if you're sick with uh, lupus, usually you have to improve not only your immune system, but your hormonal system. If you're sick with like, um, what's a good one? Uh, chronic Lyme disease. One of the issues with chronic Lyme disease is that your white blood cell count tends to go down. Well, if you're exposed to the sun regularly, it's known to improve a little bit of the white blood cell count just because the sun can have some uh, ionizing effects on skin. And so white blood cells have to be made to clean up the debris. Little things like that improve a litany of conditions. And if people just focused on the very foundations they may see an improvement in their health in general without needing to take a supplement medication a hormone replacement or anything like that
0: yeah incredible and uh i've seen this with like with my own eyes with my family members you know going down the rabbit hole of medications like you treat one thing and then you ruin the other thing and so on and so on you take so many like these artificial things, when in reality, even the problem is, even the doctors nowadays, you know, they will they'll say, yeah, maybe, you know, get more active, do, do this and that, but they will never emphasize it. You, you know, they will never say how much right. important it is. And I believe that most modern diseases are caused, of course, by modern issues, by modern lifestyle. And like you said, getting sun, like just being outside as much as you can, like as much as your time allows it, is incredible. Like. I, for the, fa- for the past few months I've been also like getting a lot of research, like, research. like Studying a lot about light, about sun, because it's fascinating, like, everyone's talking about that vitamin D. Um, I used to recommend people to supplement with vitamin D, because I was like, yeah, it's winter, you know, you need to take vitamin D. And now I'm like, it's so, it's crazy how much you think you know, until you start learning more, and then you realize, oh, it's just the basic things. It's like what my grandma told me. You know, it's incredible. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Grandma so literally, knows best. Yeah, like oh, they will say yeah. If you want to sleep better at night, maybe you go walk bare, barefoot on the on the grass. You know, it's like like the wisdom of all people. And now yeah. we know why. You know, stuff like that. So, for I, I want to touch upon, of course, sun and light and stuff like that because it's a big topic. You know, it's a big topic that is discussed, but I'd say not in the right manner, you know, because people will say, oh, don't use sunscreen, you know, it will it's, make you get cancer, stuff like that, but it, it's not simple as that, I believe, you know. Of course, sun is harsh. It is the most powerful force, you know, we are supposed to nowadays. And uh, if the foundations are not set right, it can harm you, right? It can harm you, and this is something that people are not talking about, like, I, I'm i spending like most of my time when I can now in spring getting morning sun, getting sun to prepare myself for the summer, you know, because here it, the summers are all similar to yours, like it gets, gets 35 Celsius if you know how much is that, of course, you yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> and uh, stuff like that, it's very humid, so I'm aware that the sun is not the same everywhere, so I'm preparing my body, you know, I'm trying to minimize co stuff like that but if someone you just say to someone like yeah man screw sunscreen you can go outside all day you know they will get burned they will get absolutely destroyed so tell me about like the relationship how we sure. treat our body and how our sun, how sun interacts basically with us
1: sure so let's go over the physiology um, of how sun sun yeah sunburns happen and then skin cancer happens so you have melanin in all of your skin cells by uh they're produced by melanocytes a type of uh skin cell Mm -hmm. and when they produce that one of the side effects from production of melanin is that it produces reactive species like reactive oxygen species those those hurt the cells and when you have sunlight hitting the skin more melanin needs to be made and so you have more reactive oxygen species so you have two things you have to worry about. It's the reactive oxygen species. As more melanin gets made, you're getting tan and then the ionizing radiation, which damages DNA directly. Mm-hmm. But for both situations, there are two, two fixes. One are antioxidant enzymes like glutathione perox- uh, yeah, peroxidase catalase and so on. And then the second thing for DNA is base excision repair. It's an enzyme complex so that if DNA is messed up, it comes in. And it puts it back together how it should be so people that have uh, a lower amount of this base excision repair mechanism and have a lower amount of antioxidant enzymes superoxide dismutase glutathione and so on will tend to have a higher risk of sunburns and over the long run a higher risk of skin cancer Mm -hmm. to get those two right you absolutely must get the dietary portion of this correct and so if you're always consuming foods that are pro-inflammatory easily oxidized like the polyunsaturated fats like the uh, uh, fried foods like the, sh- the unnatural sugars that are present in almost every uh, soda can whatever it may be that people drink nowadays then they're gonna promote a pro-inflammatory state and not only are you gonna have more sunburns you're gonna have a higher risk of skin cancer and because you're not focused on the dietary portion people go ahead and blame the sun because the mechanism is by the sun, but they're forgetting that the mechanism isn't always bad if it can be fixed. And by all means, if people were always getting skin cancer, humans should not have been here by now because they were always outside getting sun exposure. So there's obviously something that's, that's um amiss here with our understanding of the sun causing damage and then the ability to repair that. Um, and so the, most important two things I can say in regards to this is, one, eat a nutrient-rich diet that has a lot of micronutrients because those promote those enzyme processes of antioxidants and base excision repair, nucleotide excision repair. And then two, exclude those, those inflammatory foods from your diet like the polyunsaturated fats because they once they get into your, your membrane, the skin membrane, the cells of, of the skin, they will oxidize so much more rapidly. And create a much more pro-inflammatory environment that it's going to be prone to to uh developing carcinomas like melanoma and so on
0: yeah 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 definitely the, the argument i hear is that the sun nowadays you know is much more powerful because of the ozone, la- ozone layers and stuff like that you know but uh, it's very simple you know we, you can see like we said modern diseases modern lifestyle you know what has changed the sun is there you know but what has changed? Okay. We have switched to grains, we have switched to, you know, these motor oils and stuff like that. So, it's, it's easy to see, you know, and you, so we can touch upon a little bit about more about these seed oils and stuff like that because, you know, everyone knows about it, but it's just like copy paste. I don't eat seed oils, right. you know. It, yeah, of course, eating eating them uh, will will uh, cause, cause more harm when you're exposed to sun, but besides that, it causes harm to every part of us, like our brain, our heart, every system that there is. So can you go
1: uh, touch upon a little bit about that? Sure, so polyunsaturated fats, um, when they're very unsaturated, like where they have multiple double bonds, they don't really get broken down in mitochondria. Mitochondria where the fats should get broken down. And so saturated fat goes there, gets broken down, we get energy out of it. If it's improperly broken down, It'll destroy the cell. It creates ceramides. It creates lipid oxidation byproducts. Not good. Mm -hmm. So our body has a mechanism to deal with polyunsaturated fats, and that's through the peroxisomes. There are these like organelles that are literally filled with with hydrogen peroxide. And so they break everything apart. Mm -hmm. And the longer the fat is, the more unsaturated, the more it needs to go into peroxisomes. The only issue is usually at the same time in the peroxisome, you have free metals like iron, iron. Uh, copper and so on. And so they react with the lipids and covalently modify proteins. And then that builds up in the the peroxisome and then it's no longer functional. Then it builds up in the cell and then the cell starts to be unfunctional. People start to accumulate something called lipofuscin because of it. It's like an age pigment. And so have you ever seen an old person, they have those pigments all over there. That's equivalent to lipofuscin. And as that accumulates, less and less of your cells able to devote uh, to other organelles like the mitochondria because there's less space for cell to cell function. That process takes about 10 to 20 to 30 years before you start to see anything change. And so in the meantime, people are focusing on, well, polyunsaturated polyunsaturated fats lower LDL, polyunsaturated fats lower triglycerides, they increase HDL. All of those are great markers and you want that to be the case, but they're not focusing on the other effects of this, which is, well, lipofuscin is accumulating. We have mitochondrial dysfunction. We have inflammatory processes that aren't noticeable until five to 10 to 20 years down the road. And people aren't aware of this. And by the time they try to change, it's usually too late at that point. It's just a mitigation process. You can only lower the amount of the polyunsaturated fat oxidation byproducts that have been made and you can try to help your body recycle some of that damaged parts but it tends to be a kind of downhill battle at that point um and so the conversation in return is well polyunsaturated fats have never been shown to cause damage in this way in a clinical trial Mm -hmm. because it's never been studied with humans in this mechanism right so i tell them well the Just because it hasn't been studied doesn't mean it doesn't occur because we have all of these other effects being seen with Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's disease, all kinds of neurological diseases in which the only mechanism by which this happens is through the oxidation polyunsaturated fats. Then you have to take into consideration that the body only makes one, I believe it's only one type of polyunsaturated fat and it's called mead acid, M-E-A-D, and it's only one double bond. It's not like multiple double bonds like linoleic, uh, DHA, EPA, and so on. And it uses this for specific purposes. Most of the time, the body's making saturated fat de novo. And so it's a lot more stable. And the reason we utilize this saturated fat is also because of our body heat. We're almost, what, 37 degrees Celsius. Mm-hmm. So we're or close to 100 degrees Fahrenheit. That's easily the liquid temperature for most polyunsaturated fats and then it's more or less the fluid-like temperature or gel-like state for saturated fats, which our bodies utilize specifically for this purpose. So in in my opinion, the argument has always been around, well, saturated fats increase uh, health markers like LDL, HDL, and so on, but they're missing the point that it's not just about lipids, it's about every other process inside of the cell. Oxidation processes, the lysosomes, the peroxisomes, the mitochondria, and so on. Yeah, and
0: do you think like, what, what I've seen, actually, and what, uh, when I talk to my parents stuff like that, uh, throughout the years, the markers, you know, the upper limit for cho- cholesterol and LDL and stuff like that is reducing by the time. Before, it was much higher, you know, it, it was considered when you had, I don't know the specific measures, but, you know, like, you can have the twice the amount that you had have now, and you will still be considered healthy. So, it's I- yeah. interesting how it works, you know. And something that I want to touch upon, and you mentioned it, is mitochondria and its function, you know, because This is something that's not that researched, you know. We mostly research, I guess, the symptoms that we have and not what's the underlying cause, you know, like the mechanism behind all of it, you know. And we all know like mitochondria, powerhouse cell, stuff like that, but like, (laughs) it's incredible. And this goes back to light, this goes back to sun, like how important our mitochondria health is for our overall health, like, so like, in the most simple way you can explain, like what, what what does it do, and actually how important it is. Sure.
1: All right. So, I always go back to two perspectives that are really powerful. I never hear it being mentioned. Number one is when life was developing on this planet, all we had was bacteria, and then another life form similar to it called archaea. So close relatives, bacteria, mm-hmm. archaea, and how mitochondria came to be was one of these archaeas engulfed a bacteria and the bacteria sat inside the cell. And then that is called the endosymbiosis theory where two organisms became symbiotic and that's how mitochondria were made basically over a period of time that then allowed all of the complex life forms, like plants, fungi, um, animals, all kinds of things we see in nature that we take for granted. That one process allowed everything we see in life to occur. Without mitochondria would have never been possible. Then the second part is mitochondria produce the energy for our genes to be expressed. Before genes can ever be expressed, they need energy. They're not just going to ha- happen for no reason. And so the energy that provides for that is provided for genetic expression is by mitochondria and only by mitochondria. You may have a little bit by something else called glycolysis, but it's about 30 times less which is minuscule in comparison. Mm -hmm. Um, And so mitochondria, the healthier they are, the more energy they can produce, the better you're going to have uh, cell function overall. If you have mitochondrial dysfunction, well, this is basically one of the features of most chronic diseases, like diabetes is mitochondrial dysfunction, obesity is mitochondrial dysfunction. All kinds of conditions have a degree of mitochondrial dysfunction. The final thing relating to this is that the healthier mitochondria are, the better the cell can keep away unhealthy mitochondria. This is known as mitochondria heteroplasmy. And the higher your level of this heteroplasmy or basically dysfunctional mitochondria, the higher your rates of all kinds of genetic diseases, not just from the, our own DNA, but from what mitochondria have inside of them to have their own DNA. Good mitochondria is the basis to basically all of genetics and good health.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And how do we keep it healthy? One of the best ways to keep mitochondria healthy is simply give it the fuel that it needs and the cofactors for those fuels. And so mitochondria burns down fats, glucose and proteins all equally. They become one molecule, always acetyl-CoA, but they break down at different rates. Fats burn a little bit less slow, proteins a little faster, and then glucose is the fastest or carbohydrates. But in every one of those steps, they need coenzymes or cofactors. The top four that they need are by order of importance. Magnesium. Number one is magnesium or else none of the steps occur. Um, vitamin B3, niacinamide, niacin, whatever form, vitamin B3 is important. Vitamin B1, and then the you can use it optionally because it'll come from B3, but it's still effective. NAD+. Plus. NAD plus is the, basically the anti-aging molecule nowadays, because that's what it's all associated with. Mm -hmm. But it's important for every step of the mitochondrial um, oxidation process. And if you have all of those, you're going to have better functioning mitochondria. And if you just exercise, they have a greater capacity for this, because exercise uh, brings in more oxygen. The more oxygen, the faster this process occurs.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: also creatine helps with mitochondria, Precine right? Creatine as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So
0: about you know about these like vitamins and minerals. Um, of course, people will now go and say, okay, then I'll just buy these supplements and that's it, you know. But uh, what what do you what do you think about you know supplementation in general? I know you take a lot of supplements, but <coughs> I know you are methodical with it. You know, of course, you you take what you're. I get. Do you do you run like do you go do blood works and see what you are deficient
1: in and so the the reason I don't do blood work is because I don't have insurance, so I have to pay (laughs) out of pocket.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: understand. I would do it though.
0: Yeah, the thing like of course magnesium. We know we are. Everyone is most deficient. Like it's most deficient uh, in the world. Like magnesium and then vitamin D and so on. But as for the magnesium, we all know that it's not that easy to get into our diets. You know, in the in like when you're just eating, like you need to eat a lot of. (laughs) Uh, food that is not like usual, but this then I think about it and, and I see well there's a lot of magnesium that is absorbed through th- through the skin. So what we, what would you say is the best way to get magnesium like in our yeah. in our Transderm-
1: Transdermal magnesium is great, and I think if people can't tolerate magnesium in their gut, apply it on your skin. It'll get absorbed no. like that. Um yeah. yeah, so magnesium you're gonna find it mostly in fruits and vegetables. But it's not always like you're just gonna get a hundred percent of the magnesium from fruits and vegetables at the same time.
0: Yeah, and you cannot, right? You can only absorb like thirty something
1: percent of your daily value. I'm not even sure. So if if you know, that's something new to me. I never heard of that. Thirty percent, huh?
0: Yeah, like you you cannot absorb like if you take thousand milligrams right now, you will only absorb like thirty three percent, something like that. Wow.
1: So that means that's a. Big deal. That means if people are getting even 200 milligrams a day, they're barely hitting their bare minimum. Yeah. So that's interesting to know. But yeah, um, and then the other thing was meat. When we take a look at the content of meat, the amount of magnesium that was present in meat back then—I'm talking like 500 years plus ago—it was higher. Meat had more electrolytes present in them, probably because the soil had more electrolytes, mm-hmm. and so those animals that were consuming those plants. We're getting those electrolytes into their their uh, tissue at greater amounts. So when we take all of this in, into consideration, the only possible way that you can overcome this is by supplementing with magnesium. Some people, like I have a good friend named Leo, he didn't see anything when it comes to supplementing magnesium. He didn't get any good effect. For myself, I noticed some of the best effects when it comes to magnesium is just steady energy and better sleep. My mm. sleep is so much more profound. I get crazier dreams. I sleep um, throughout the night. I don't wake up and I feel refreshed when I wake up. So yeah. the supplement that I use in terms of magnesium is a, it's an amino acid complex. And so you have lysine and you have glycine and it's combined with magnesium in the center. Um, and they just basically help it get around to parts of its tissues. And at the same time, it's a lot more bioavailable and absorbable so i use this form and i take about 400 to 600 milligrams a day and mm-hmm. if i'm stressed out i'll take upwards of 800 milligrams a day
0: i see yeah i i take uh, magnesium melate malate. i find that yeah. it's it, it has the most effect i guess on my <coughs> calmness i say you know and i also yeah. like like to apply uh, the the chlor- magnesium chloride like on the skin that's mm-hmm. that's the easiest way you know <coughs> just when you're out on on the sun just spray a little bit it's great yeah yeah but that's one thing that you mentioned and it's very interesting to me people often use the argument that yeah food was better before it was full of nutrients and now it's like plain i don't even have to you know why would i eat healthy and <laughs> it really pisses me off because it's like uh <laughs> It, it, it's they're pulling it out of nowhere. You know they're just like trying to justify their bad habits by having these excuses. Like, like you could say, of course, it's too expensive. Number, good food is too expensive. It's not like if you if you see if you eat, <laughs> eat meat, fruits, veggies. You know, it's not expensive. The problem is when you buy uh, cookies, uh, takeout. You see how it ramps up. The yep. second the second excuse I hear is. Uh, like like i said the food is not nutritious as it was before and then it's time consuming and stuff like this you know and i just find it like i said to be excuses and not to be realistic at all so like what i want to what i want to say actually is that how much do you think supplementation is important in a balanced diet like for a regular person um not not much
1: because from personal experience <clears throat> The only reason i supplement with most things is one i want to see what kind of effect they have because it's important to know what does it do to you and then the second thing is too does it does it live up to the hype so mm-hmm. magnesium is always recommended for me i have great effect of magnesium but aside from those two reasons i gained nothing really from supplementing with extra things like uh ginseng or ginkgo biloba mm-hmm. or any of these herbs or nootropics even like uh, the nootropic phenoparacetam I never had a good effect from it. Maybe I was taking too low a dose, but I never found anything beneficial from it. Coffee works way better than phenoparacetam And so if people are getting a good diet, I don't think that they're really missing out on much because it's yeah. only going to give you that extra push. But to get that extra push, you have to have the foundation right. Lifestyle, sleep, and nutrition.
0: Yeah. Well, let's just like, Talk about what is a good diet. Like for someone, like we said at the beginning, like it's so confusing nowadays and everyone is like believing they are right. But in general, like for like you, like it's similar to what you just said. You, you take something and you see how you feel. And I believe that is the most significant thing to talk about supplements, but also diet, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So that feeling, that, that statement of seeing how you feel is how I go about... This as well because I have conversations regularly with people that say, "Hey Pedro, um, you don't really like the vegan diet, but look, this study says that the vegan diet helps with heart disease." Hey, you don't really um, like polyunsaturated fats, but look, this study says that polyunsaturated helps with whatever condition. And the basis always comes down to you'll always have heterogeneity. Studies will always say one thing or another thing. You'll never have a hundred percent. Consensus Mm -hmm. when it comes to health and nutrition. So, I recommend people to try what works for them and see how they feel. If they feel good doing a vegan diet, great, stick with it. Good doing carnivore, cool, stick with that. I've been on both ends. I feel my best when I mix both together. I'm an omnivore, I eat whole foods, non processed foods, Mm -hmm. and I am rational about how I eat. And so, I don't eat huge meals, I don't eat at crazy times of the day like 1 a.m at night the rationality is a big portion of this so good nutrition is just clean whole foods and rational nutrition is eating it properly cook it Mm -hmm. well uh mass masticate with your jaw make sure that you're properly digesting it take some enzymes if you need to or bile acid promoters if you need to or just have some tea with it or have something like a uh swedish bitters which help with pushing bile out and you're gonna see a, a huge benefit um and so i always once again tell people do what works for you because that there's no right way there's only your way and mm. if for you it means fruits and and uh meat and that's all you eat and you feel great stick with that
0: yeah perfect perfect and I uh, i'd say the same thing you know i just say like in general try to eat whole foods um, you cannot go wrong with that, you know, you can you always <laughs> avoid like a natural sugar, seed those stuff like that, and whatever else you eat, it's alright. You know, it's alright because you cannot yeah. really make a mistake. It's incredible how our body is powerful, like how much it always balances itself out. Like, this is the thing that people don't uh, give enough credit to our body. Like, it's always yeah. striving, you know, to, for balance. Even if you are eating too much of something, like a little bit too much, something, it will be like, okay, I will try to work around this, you know. Like people literally survive for years, years, years eating so little food, like so little variety of food, and their body is like, all right, I will adapt to this way of living, you know. So trying to constantly be the most optimized version of yourself, you know what it can create? It can create stress. And then you are constantly stressed about what you're eating, and then you are even more unhealthier than you were before. It's funny how it works, you know. But I want to talk about this one thing, like you could say supplement, but it's I say even more than that. And it's a shilajit, you know, you Mm -hmm. like you you use it, you often talk about it. Like, I believe if you could like if you could recommend one thing to take, especially in these modern times, especially with, you know, radiation with uh, deficiencies, I'd say it's one of the best things you can take, like it's a food supplement, it's not something made in the lab.
1: Yeah, Chilogy is something I've been using since, like, 2015, when I first found out about it. So, yeah, I, I read this blog way, ba- way back. Um, you know who Christopher Walker is? Um, no. Umzu? No, no. I, I do not. Yeah. He's, he just had a blog back then called Anab- Anabolic Men. Anybody that uh, knows about it is probably thinking back about how good that blog was. <laughs> but um, he promoted Chilogy, and that was the first time I heard about it. And I started taking it in a powdered form. And I had some good energy boosts, but I never realized that it comes with so many other benefits that you just don't feel, but they're still happening. And so those benefits include chelating unnatural compounds from cells like plastics. And one of the things that we just found out yesterday was was that microplastics are in every single one of our blood supplies. So if G can even help with that, that is such a powerful tool, but that's not all G does. It's useful for the gut microbiome. It literally acts like um, a miracle grow for bacteria. If you use humic and fulvic acid, which are present in Shilajit, in soil, it helps plants grow much better. It helps them retain nutrients better and absorb nutrients better. Same thing happens in your gut microbiome because bacteria are some of those promoters for plant growth. Um, at the same time, it helps with chelation of metabolic waste. So things like black date or other um, like deoxyguanosine, any kind of metabolic byproduct of the cell that's not needed, it'll help push it out. So Shila G has a lot of different benefits. And then the micronutrients, trace amounts is all you need, which is perfect. And then all of the possible micronutrients that your body probably uses is present in Shila G. And so it helps with enzymatic process. Those enzymes um, that, that create cell structure, that create cell detoxification mechanisms, all of those enzymes need minerals. And so if you're providing those trace amount of minerals, you're helping your body work better. That's why I definitely still take Shilajit. I don't take it on a daily basis either. I alternate. So maybe a day on, a day off, a day on, two days off. It's not something that I always need because I realize the body doesn't always require trace minerals every single day. Exactly. It's they stay little so long little.
0: in our body, you know, they, they they, literally, it's funny how people think about these things, like, you take, if you don't eat something one day, it completely, like, it gets out of your body, you know, yeah. like, oh, yeah. I didn't have magnesium today, <laughs> I'm deficient, you know, like, our body is so much capable of retaining these things, especially trace minerals, you know, like, some people go their whole lives without having, like, eating those things, like, consciously. And they'll still be all right you know so yeah it's funny how it works but one thing you know we talked about diet we talked about you know sun and i'd say another foundation to all of this is movement is exercising mm-hmm. obviously you're jacked like you're huge i have to say yeah, that and um, and of course you're not just obviously you're not just training for the health side of it you know you're training because i assume you like being fit you like being able to lift a lift, uh, mm-hmm. woman off your chest and stuff like that. So, <laughs> tell me that's like- The th- only that's, reason why. That's the only reason, right, right? <laughs> like, uh, tell me like a little bit about like, what, what exercise do you like? <laughs> why do you like, exercise? Yeah. And why yeah, should people
1: I, move more? Yeah, so I, I definitely think number one is looking good, feeling good about your body is so important because it, it sets everything up here right and then your health starts to get better in general, just from that. But then the second thing is you should feel like you're living up to your physical potential. And I see one, what, like, if you look at nature and the animals and what they do in nature, I saw a video probably like a week ago of a goat. I think it's a mountain goat running down a steep mountain, probably going 60 miles per hour. And it had such dexterity, making sure that it didn't fall as it's running down this snowy, rocky mountain, it could have died at any yeah. point if it even tripped once, but it didn't. And I see that the in this animal, the strength of this animal. I see some other animals and how if they're always moving and they're always going through their natural range of motions, they have a, a physical capacity that no human can match up to. Like you, you have a, I remember watching a gymnast hanging on a pull-up bar next to an orangutan doing the same thing. And the orangutan was having fun Like 10 minutes in, the gymnast had to quit and the orangutan was just hanging on one arm, just playing around, switching from arm to arm. And seeing this, how a high-level athlete can never compare to an animal in terms of their physical capacity makes me understand that we have close to 95% genetic similarity to some of these animals. We have the same cell uh, dynamics and the same cell processes that occur similar to those animals. Why can't we reach a higher physical potential that we probably haven't ever like touched. And to me, that's what drives me. So I want to be able to get as strong as possible, run as fast as possible, do things that are very difficult to do, whether it's, um, fighting, for example, or, uh, surfing or whatever that requires fine motor, uh, movement. Those all improve my physique overall. It's just a byproduct of doing those movements. My physique kind of shapes itself. And i become more hybrid looking. And I like that. I like that feeling. I like that look. And to me, that's what drives me with exercise. A side effect of all of that is it forces your health to get better. You have to have a good baseline of health to exercise to a high level, to do heavy movements, to be able to last in a sparring round for like 10 to 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. which is awesome because you're hitting two birds with one stone. You're getting the physique you want, and then you're improving your health
0: yeah exactly man And that's very important what you said just now about you know being like I guess you could say expressing your genes and reaching that potential that we have but we never tapped into and when you think about it like these animals they're like from the beginning they've been doing the same things you know like from the (laughs) beginning they've been swinging on trees and we change literally every 10 years we have new way of living and I believe that if we, like you and I, and for our, for example, future children, if we now, like lift, lift weights, do these things, uh, our child basically will have not our child, but you know uh, the children will have more uh, ability to do this and do it better. And if yeah. if this continues along the time, the time like in the future, they will reach this potential. But I believe it's up to us right now to do these things, you know. And it's funny how you said about. Mitochondria, you know, and gene expression, like, you could have shitty genes, right, shitty genes right now but what you do and how you live will change which genes will be expressed, right? Like, you could have all of these things, like for example me, my family full of diabetes, you know, uh, autoimmune stuff, stuff like that, and the same way with acne, you know, it's very easy for me to break out but as I live now, although it will be a bit, bit harder for me, I'm sure that my future kids, it will be much easier for them because I'm doing everything I can to optimize myself, you know, and I look at this as kind of a duty or be- rather a uh, better motivation, even not just it's not just about me, you know, it's not just about me being buff, looking good, stuff like that. With so many things, you know, you could say even from a society stand of viewpoint, you know, just being uh, someone people cannot look up to, but it'd be like I can also be like that, you know, I can also do that. It's incredible how much simple, just exercising like one hour a day, stuff like that can change the world.
1: Yeah, that's a big, big truth. That idea of giving your offspring the better genetic potential is such an important thing. I mean, all of life, literally when we think about life, all of it is determined by passing on genes. Our bodies want to pass on our genes. That's literally what drives reproduction. And so the better you have of your genetic potential, the better your offsprings are gonna be. And in general that's a very honorable thing to do to give what you didn't have to your offsprings to give them the potential that you wish you had you know yeah so i I like that
0: yeah i i agree man and i want to touch upon a little bit you know we talked about health a lot stuff like that so how much are you into like if you're if i mean if you are into optimizing yourself you know being the best that you can you obviously you also are into self-improvement you know this is kind of the same thing oh yeah Uh, and so when, when it comes to, I guess, some basic things that you would say for someone, you know, trying to get out of rats, uh, someone who's depressed, stuff like that, you know, what works for you? Like, what did you find that uh, some
1: things that people can start doing is the best, you know? Oh, so if they're depressed, you know, um, when I lost my dog, that was a pretty difficult time mm-hmm. for me. And I do two of the things that worked really well, which is kind of odd for the second one. But the first one was moving. And the more you can move, whether it's just running, walking, uh, doing martial arts, whatever it may be, the better you're gonna be able to move forward. There's two reasons for this. One, the change in rhythm quite literally changes the way your heart rate variability functions. And so your heart rate starts to change and that controls the parasympathetic state or how you feel about uh, just relaxing life, life is gonna uh-huh, be okay, uh-huh. thoughts like that. And then the second thing is, when you're moving, you're always moving forward the brain recognizes in the, in the peripheral that things are moving past you. That that peripheral vision of things moving past you tell your brain to emotionally move forward. There's a psychological name for this that I do not remember, mm-hmm. but it's basically a way to process negative things and depression, bad times, so that you're able to propel past them. And then the second thing was, I were I was eating a lot of fermented foods And so they had a lot of probiotics naturally Mm -hmm. in them. And I felt like it was contributing so much to a general happier well-being that I could not be happy overall, even though I was sad that I had lost my dog. I felt Mm -hmm. like, okay, it's fine because he lived a long life. He was healthy most of the time. And I'm just honoring him by passing forward now and always remembering him doing the things that I wanted to do for him and I feel like those fermented foods just helped me get to that state faster. It's hard to explain, but I believe because probiotics make a large amount of neurotransmitters like dopamine, serotonin, it promotes a a healthier and happier state of well-being.
0: For sure, for sure. And I love that you said movement because that's always what I say to people, you know. (coughs) Like, Like when you're moving, like for example, when you're trying to, you know, what do I want to do in life? Like, I don't know what to do, I'm stuck, stuff like that. Whatever it is that you are doing, if you're just moving, if you're just doing something, things will start opening up. You will get new ideas, you will start feeling better. Like every, for example, this page, like Nature Chat. I didn't start it before I started working like this horrible job, you know, but I was moving. Like I was moving and, but before if I was sitting, you know, in my bed thinking like "What, what will I do? Nothing came up to my, in my mind, you know. The same thing, you know, when I, what I told you in the beginning about, you know, acne. I started exercising. I don't, I didn't know, like I was really depressed after like that, but I didn't care about anything in the world. But I found something that I enjoyed. It was exercising. You know, it was lifting some weights, and just that gave me enough <coughs> purpose for that period of time to keep me going. And then things starts opening up. You know, you, you find a girl, you find st- stuff like that. Start working a job and suddenly you are in a better place. Yeah. But something that is incredibly important to note here is that you're moving, but you're moving incredibly slow, which is important. You need to move so slow in order to, uh, to get better overall, you know, because you can, you can start doing many things at once that will feel, make you feel better. But if you haven't got the habits necessary to maintain or the lifestyle to maintain these things, you will just crash even faster down, you know, and you will, be even, you will feel even worse. So what I always say to people is like, <coughs> small steps, picking one thing, literally one thing that is you think might be interesting to you doing that. And slowly but surely the compound effect will kick in. So I find that's really important. But yeah, about gut health, I, I, I definitely, I, I say I need to eat more because uh, I don't know, <laughs> you usually get a gut feeling. Like I literally feel as I get more into health. I start feeling like my body needs, for example, lately I've been like, you need some veggies, man. Like, you literally, you need something fresh. Great, I ate a salad, my body's like, good. <laughs> it's, not, it's like, it's literally, okay, I'm good now, you know. It's, it's, it's funny how much you learn about yourself, and then you can, that's basically <laughs> everything that I do, kind of. Like, I learn on myself, like, I experience, experience it, and then you can... You can basically digest it and tell someone else, and I'm sure that yeah. a lot of your work is like that as well. You know, you try yeah, it yeah. and you and you can explain it. But yeah, man, let's let's see what I what I want to ask you. Um, let's, I have questions written down. <laughs> no problem. Take your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we talked about so many things already. You know, we just go all over the place, stuff like that. Like how this is this is what interests me. Like how did you even get? I, I mean, you're not in this community, but you are kind of, you know, like you know the solar community and stuff like that. Like, of course, yeah. yeah, like you were kind of always. I mean, you started this like your account and stuff like that years ago, you know. But uh, like for some reason, you got introduced into this community, you know, like Soul Brass, uh, you know, Flow Modus, stuff. Yep. Like these guys, Smart you boy. know, yeah, like. And how how did you find yourself
1: here? <laughs> yeah, so Flo Motis was uh who first reached out to me and we're good friends now, but um mm-hmm. he he I think it was relating to just health stuff, you know. He had some questions and we kicked it off and it was great. Good chemistry. Um and it's just I believe that if you take care of your health, there is no other way to live than a very solar life. Mm. Like you can't just live a solar life and and just party and go to the club late at night it's like it doesn't there's no connection there between the two Mm -hmm. so as you're healthier you start to have the same kind of mindset and values as what most of you of the community sees which is aesthetics and beauty and wanting to be the best version of yourself and honoring your previous um, mm. ancestors, the, the, your father, your grandfather, and all that they've done to get to this point, to get you to this, this wonderful point that you have an opportunity to do something great. And that to me has always been a mindset that I had. Even in high school, I always thought I was going to do something important. I just didn't know what it was. But I, I quickly realized if I don't align myself with people and mindsets like this, I quickly get derailed and then I'm no longer in my path. I feel like I'm lost in life. And by being in this community and seeing what you guys post, it keeps me one in the right mindset and then two, it prevents me from being being distracted by other things. I firmly believe this community and what you guys are doing is the route forward for humanity because it's a one, it's a, a way to return to traditional values that really matter and have some substance to them. And two, it propels the human race further to achieve something good, something that benefits not only us, but the rest of the world. Not, not just to live for uh, societal means, not just to live for uh, progression of technology, to be a human being, and for what it means to live on this planet. And that is to, to live in concordance with nature and be um, as closely aligned as possible to what we know to be inherent values. And I believe health is just a, it's a path to get there. It's one path that most people take. I was just one of those people.
0: Yeah, incredible. I love that That's from you, man. Um, you know, for, for me, the, the, this community and stuff like that, it's also really great because it's rare to find people like these in real life. you know. And just having, at least even if it's, if it's online, having someone on the same path or a similar path is so encouraging because I'd say it like this. We've lived most of our life one way and this is now our base setting, you know? It's like if you lived like 20 years for, in one way, even if you start doing new habits, it's very hard to change yourself deeply, you know? Like deeply when you your thought patterns, stuff like that. And if you're not constantly, you know, reminded of what your path is, if you're not constantly aligning yourself with these things, it's very, very easy to forget. Like, it's, you won't even notice it because it will be like, oh, I'm just living, you know? But you're slowly going down that old path, you know? So yeah. th- that's what that's what I love, you know? And I started my page basically, I saw, if you know Letters from the Ruins, he's a great writer, I saw Sobra, and I was like, just, okay, I also might share some of my stories here, you know? if. I never thought about it. I had a YouTube account before, you know, and I was like, yeah, this is fun, stuff like that, but I, it wasn't in creation. And I had 20 subscribers for six months. So I was like, nope, <laughs> nope. No, no one cares about it. You know, no one cares about it here. And I started this page. I just sp- spoke my ideas. And then when I found people that not only, you know, are on a similar path, you know, but they are creating great things. It, it just encouraged me to keep going, to keep doing the same. And like, I'm, I'm very grateful that it exists, like this whole community, because I truly feel that we are doing something for the world, you know, Even though we are, some of us anonymous, but we, we are just writing, stuff like that, like th- those small things like that get stuck in your mind. For example, you know, okay, maybe I will consider what I'm going to say next. I'm not going to just erupt immediately, you know? like these things and then the other person is happier because the, the so i helped someone and that so person will be more calmer and then the result the whole uh, the whole group from that person will be calmer and this yeah. is actually how you change the world you know like uh, the small things like sm- smiling to cashier like th- this is something that i thought about the other day like how weird it is for for example to someone when you greet them or say goodbye, like, I wish you good health, man. God bless you. Like uh, saying things like this. It's weird nowadays, you know, like being a good, good, positive person. But mm-hmm. this is actually how you ch- create change, you know, N- nothing, uh, you know, grand, sk- grand uh, documentaries, political stuff like all these things are okay. But the fundamental things like being kind to your neighbor, um, just, it's so impactful.
1: Yeah, I agree, man. I totally agree. I think that from some of my own experiences, I've looked back at times when I was that way to people and I was just generally happy for no reason, just to be happy. And I gave them compliments and made them feel good about themselves. But at the same time, I didn't look to force this action. It just kind of naturally happened. And I look back at some of these people and they always have something good to say about those times and like that one interaction how much it helped them yeah, just yeah, feel yeah. good about themselves so i agree big time
0: yeah yeah definitely like i like i remember you know when i was at those depressed times stuff like that when someone would just like approach me like uh, <coughs> i was smoking at the time you know like ask me for a cigarette stuff like that. they said think it means so much like it meant so much because i was like very shy very very, you know, introverted, stuff like that, a, a loner. Yeah. So, so, such a small things make a great impact. And this is something that I want to, you know, say. And I always try to say that the basics are the most important things. You know, being a kind human being, not being, you could say it's solar, it's, you could say it's a self improver but a lot of these things that we talk about are common knowledge that is lost, that is lost in the modern times, you know. And there are so many examples of this, man. Like, so many instances where we are—we just lost that side of humanity, I'd say, you know. Like, I sometimes get on this friends. Do you know these TikToks where, where they use, like, these fake robot voices? Now you have so many delivery apps, stuff like that. I see it all as getting away from humanity. Like, people are being afraid of human interaction. Like, stuff like that, you know. Especially now with this new virus and stuff like that. Uh, it all just kind of separated us. It, yeah. It's, 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 it's funny how when you think about it, how you can see how much it's actually happening right now. And it's not just the yeah. conspiracy theory. Now, it's yeah. real, like it's real. You yeah. will, you will, you, people are now programmed that they will not hug you when they see you at the first time, you know, they will not be comfortable when you are talking like this, like close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, and there I see the direction that is going into that direction. So I believe if you're pushing the message of, you know what, the small things like <laughs> talk to your neighbor, this is how we will, I guess, return change to the, things. yeah. yeah.
1: I, I used to be somebody that always wanted to change the world and do everything possible to make things better. And I quickly realized two things. One is that you change the world exactly how you are describing By changing yourself, then change your neighbor. That's mm-hmm. it. And then the second thing is, you're not always going to be able to change the world because some people don't want to change. You can't help people that don't want to be helped.
0: Exactly, exactly. And this this is like the, I guess, the first bitter pill that people need to swallow when they're talking about helping or self-improvement, stuff like that, because once you, like, find out something that works for you, you're like this exciting child, child like, yes, I want to share it with everyone. But not everyone will be ready, you know, to ac- accept this. And the second thing is, like, like you said, not everyone wants this because they are alright with their life, you know. A lot of exactly. the times, people are like, I'm working a job, I have this, why Why would I care, like I'm okay. And to some, like this is understa- not understandable, but to me it's like, perfect. You are like, you're literally perfect, like, you're better than me. Because you found what works for you, you're content. Even, even if you're ignorant for something, why would you care? Like, why would you care? Like, I. I I love talking about ignorance because is I believe it's a superpower. It's not something that is, you know, oh he's so ignorant. No. If I'm like tunnel vision on something, if I kind of don't care what others say, I believe it's superpower because you're right, focused. Yeah, you're really focused on something, you know. For example, in these times in these times where generations are shifting, you know, like we're t- you're you doing a lot of things online. I'm doing a lot of things online. You know, I wrote a code book, stuff like that. It's very easy not to get support from people around you, you know. And if you st- if you and from their point of view, it's reasonable. Of course, you need to g- get uh, you know this this type of job. You need to be like this, and that's all right. But if you have this selective ignorance, be like, all right, I understand. But I, I just don't care, you know, I don't care, and go fully in, it will result uh, result in more results. And this is what I found that works for me. Because it's, it's hard to give this advice to people because you cannot just say, be ignorant, you know, people will tell you, oh, uh, <laughs> you're killing yourself doing drugs. And you're like, nah, I'm good, you know, yeah. it doesn't work like this. But for me, ignorance has been the most powerful thing. Like, I guess it, it's not just ignorance, you could say like this, optimistic ignorance, we're just so much like believing in what you're going to do. That even if it's not like realistic, you make it happen. It's the same thing that we talked about at the beginning, like right. you're, you believing in something like this, you heal and then you heal. And I'm like, I'm going to do this. I don't care and n- no plan B. And of course it can mess up, but I don't care. Like it's yeah. not, it's not a possibility in my mind. Like, it doesn't exist. Like, I just say it to you, but I know that I'm going to do something, you know, I am not that I'm, for example, going to start the business this summer. It's just going to happen. And you know, you know what's the thing? If it doesn't happen, you just have this mindset. If you're, if you're like working yourself, you can have this mindset, okay, move on to the next thing. But it's worse to be like, ah, if this doesn't work out, I will do this, I'll do that, you know, because you're never fully committed. And that's when you don't get the most results. Like you get half of the results, but if you're like, if you have that, I guess you could say like this stoic mindset where you're like, okay, I failed, moving on, you know, like balance between fully in, like getting results. If you don't get results, okay, next thing. Like, have you have you have you got any experience with that?
1: Yeah, I like I like the way you're describing it. Selective ignorance. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to describe it, and I like that because. I think the most recent application of that principle that I just did was in relation to the Russia-Ukraine thing. I want nothing to hear if that, nothing to do with it. I feel for the people that have to go through this, but I can't do anything about it. I'm not going to promote propaganda. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stick them in the direction I'm going. Well, yeah, of course. And
0: the thing is, we have no idea what's going on. Like, how right. can you know what's going on? And then why would I even talk about it? Like. For example, I just posted one story and I'm like, can you do anything about it? Can you do mm-hmm. anything about it? It's the same thing with news. Like I haven't watched news in like eight years. And I did I miss anything? No. <laughs> I was like one day, oh, you, like, people talk. You will find out everything important. The, non, the non-important things you will not find out. And that's great, you know. But if, if there's, a, you know, if <laughs> it's crazy. That people concern themselves with these things and spend so much energy on something that's just stressing them out and they have no solution for it. Like, okay, man, go, there's a plane ticket, go there, help people. Ah, oh, I don't want, to. then shut up. Like, wh- why are you doing this to yourself and to others, creating more drama, creating more panic? So I'm like, for everything, like for example, for COVID, I may- maybe spoke about it three times and only on podcasts like for me th- that's why people like uh, that's, w- that's what they always say like they like how i'm white build them always you know how i'm always even if something's going on i'm always like looking at the positive side even for me like i'm quite transparent if i'm going through something i will always say how i got through it and always see the light you know and it's the same thing here you know i always look at it okay something is going on what can we do people never give solutions or some options they just spread, like you say, propaganda, and what does it do, what does it do to us? Stress. stresses out. stresses us out. So, <laughs> I always recommend people if you if you're not directly working with something that is relating to the news, why? Why you mm. will you will not miss out on anything. Plus, like think about how many how much time you spend like scrolling through social media, like news news pages, uh, watching TV stuff like that. Like that's so many. So much precious time, and in that small period of time, you get filled with just black pills, just pure black pills. You know, they will never say, "Oh, you know, uh, this guy, you know, did something great." They will say, but in, in like a uh, few few seconds, and then it's, that's it. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man, I, I really like that perspective. I, it's the only way in a digital age to stay focused. That's it. Yeah,
0: like before this page, I, all, I uh, had like another page where I just followed the people that I cared about. And this is something that is very important, I'd say, and it goes similar to this topic that we talked about, you know, aligning yourself with people on similar mindset. I'd say, the same way news, the same way these things can uh, brainwash us, we can deliberately brainwash ourselves, like on a purpose, Surround yourself with someone that you want to be, or people that you like, or even with music, with literature, li- uh, with books. Yeah. And you are brainwashed yourself to become someone like that, like combination of these things. It's, it's beautiful how it works, like you're using the tactics that they use for your benefit. For yeah. example, you know, like I could, I remember when I was younger, you know, and I watched a lot of uh, <laughs> McGregor, Conor McGregor interviews, you know. And I, 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 and I noticed myself picking up the same uh, posture at the time, same behaviors at the time, you know. And I was like, and that's when I realized, oh my god, like, I can influence just by the same way if you're, you know, if you, if you play games, yeah, if, if yeah. you, if anything that you're interested in, it becomes a part of your personality. Like, I grew up watching Dragon Ball, like, my whole life oh, I yeah. watched Dragon Ball.
1: That's my show, man.
0: That that's it. Like you, and you know that it's still in the back of your mind. For example, you know, thick neck uh, stuff like that. You know, <laughs> like like you you catch yourself visualizing like the scenarios where you're transforming. Like, <laughs> but no, but it, it really is like that. And if we if we know that it's so much powerful, like if we if we know that we can impact ourselves like that, then why not use it for good? So. I, I, I'm trying to do that always, like, for example, talking to you, <laughs> listening to your stuff, for example, you know. I'm brainwashing myself with that, because I know, like, from my rational side, I know, okay, this is what I want to be brainwashed by. Like, I first decided, and people don't decide it usually, you know. Listening to depressing music, like, oh, this is good, this is good. And someone in the background is talking about, I'm depressed, I want to kill myself, you know. And that's brainwashing, but not that you are decided to do it because you are not aware of it. But I'm aware that I'm talking to you right now. I'm aware that you're talking good information and I'm like, yes, yes, feed it <laughs> into my mind. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, these are some things that like, it's incredible how much you can impact yourself and then of course impact others by this.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, it truly <laughs> is. Like what they say, what you read, what you watch, what you are surrounded by, literally becomes a part of you, a part yeah. of your character.
0: Yeah, and and I love using this as well, for example, when I'm writing, and I want to get into really, if I'm talking about some pain painful things, you know, or something, I guess, traumatic, I will listen to sad music before that. I will listen and do it, that, and it will channel these emotions into me. So I'm using literally like, the same thing if you're working out, if you're listening to heavy metal, stuff like that. Yeah. You're channeling this power, I guess you, negative power, you could say, and then transferring it something positive, you know. It's the yeah. same thing for me, you know, using this negativity that I'm ingesting, and then literally like through process, taking it in something positive. So it, it really depends, like these people don't realize that they have control over these things, like they uh, what they ingest. And what they output you know it's not just for example you hear something negative like some some bad news it's not like okay that's it the negativity staying in me you can use that because it's power it's energy you know something created energy in yourself and this energy you know you just turn it around flip it flip it on its side turn it sound positive this is how i view most of things in life you know like as these energies and as just not allowing yourself to absorb it, but just channel it, channel it to something. Yeah. If you're not channeling your energy, you will suffer from it, you know. It. You can yeah. you can even be in too good po- energy, you know, be fully positive and not have any, uh, like, creative outlet. It's all yeah. about these balances, you know, and I, it's, too, it's very fun to me because I literally play around with it, you know. I. I experiment, experiment with it, you know, uh, my good friend Blood and Ring, Arthur Dane, you know, he's big about negatively charged particles, if you ever heard about that. Yep, yep. And he he really goes deep in it, like some mentally disturbing stuff. And I didn't... I thought it was too much, you know. But I tried it, and I really listened, listened to that, and it's funny. Once you actually try to resist, and not like just mm, listen, listen, you know, because there are some good songs, but if you're resisting against it, so much new energy so so much power suddenly like I remember I was lifting one night and I was literally like, come demons, fight me like it was cra- crazy how much uh, it can create more energy for yourself you know
1: what was the, the thing that he's negatively charged Parti-
0: particles he's saying he's I calling it it's right. basically yeah, it's basically music that is you can see that it's like negatively charged. for example, if someone was singing, and it's and he was really disturbed. He was really emotional. Those emotions get to you. Mm-hmm. This this is a beautiful okay. thing about music. You know, or or like um, is it Crystal Palace. How what is the name of the band? Something like that. I can't remember. They really have these glitchy songs and using tunes frequencies that are really very. very <laughs> it's just uneasy. You know, you feel something different. But instead of like. Allowing it to bring you down you're like come on then fight me, you know fight me and then you explode like it's see, like negative like it. negative negative boom positive, you know Yeah. I it's, see it's,
1: you, like, you, you transmute the emotion from the song
0: exactly exactly, you know, and th- th- that's how I basically yeah view things uh, You use everything that's given to you if something is positive great I will eat it if something is negative great. I will eat it but then I will shit it out positively, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's it. That's the whole philosophy, man. Like, I could I could just write that down in my bio. <laughs> that's
1: a good marketing bio. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, uh, like, I, you know, the problem is I didn't even introduce it properly. I will probably record myself speaking about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just
1: say I'm Pedro. I'm good with that. <laughs>
0: <Pedro>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if there's something else you want to talk about, we can. But I believe we touched upon many things, you know, like I have still, I still have time, but tell, you, you tell me like.
1: Yeah, if you have more questions, please feel free.
0: Yeah, yeah. I will see if I have anything else. <laughs> like, tell me, what do you, I know you touched upon it a bit in like in your page, but what, what do you plan to do after your degrees and stuff
1: like that? Yes, yeah, so right now I'm doing this biomedical science degree, and mm-hmm. once I'm done, I'm doing another dual degree on chemistry and math. And the reason why I'm choosing both of those is two reasons. One, I was really interested by physics because physics seems to be really important for understanding biology and life, and Chemistry, though, is something that you can't learn by yourself. You really need somebody there to help you. Whereas with physics, you could kind of get it on your own, especially if you're good at math. So doing both of those will allow me to combine both chemistry, physics, and mathematics to model biological systems in a way that we probably are not familiar with. And so it's just to understand life better. That's my ultimate goal. Once I'm done with that degree, I'm going to go straight into like a PhD program. And I'm not sure yet what what I'll do, but it's probably going to be something close to biochemistry, something related to that. And so I'm going to apply all that I've learned into biochemical systems to better understand ourselves, genetics, life and so on. So that one, you not only improve human life, you improve human potential. And at the same time, you're able to give back to humanity and. In between that, I obviously need to acquire money to do the research mm-hmm. that I'm wanting to do. So I'm probably gonna start a biotechnology company because there's a lot of money in that. And that's just gonna be a way to acquire money. So once again, I could fund it towards the research that I'm interested in. Um, and then from there, I have no idea yet, but mm-hmm. that's the reason why I'm combining everything. But the fact that I'm interested in this really has offered me a new way to look at things, a lens to look at life and understand one human potential which in my opinion is extremely untapped the amount that we can do learn and be is so much greater than what we imagine it to be and we're actually hampering ourselves by not focusing on our health not focusing on our mindset like what we talked about little things like what you're doing on your page actually do promote a change in human genetics that is beneficial to the organism to us we become better in multiple ways whether we realize it or not and so that really interests me, that side of, of biology, where you're improving yourself yeah, in yeah, a yeah. literal, physical sense. Yeah, what you said, like
0: we're, it's like simply allowing ourselves to go to the next level. I believe that's it, you know, like literally seeing the possibility, you know how it works, like with the records. Someone gets a new record and then suddenly a few more people, yeah, they start getting it, you know. And the thing is that people do not know how good they can feel until they start feeling better you know so it's very hard to explain this to them but like once you get on this road and i love that's why i love so much exercising because you see it directly in your mirror you directly see your results like it's so they're so transparent if you put in some work you will get more more results you know and the way i the way i experienced this like once like last summer it's incredible i i removed every limitation from my mind i said I will build muscle while being on maintenance, and I will I will like I will do push pull legs like I did six times a week, you know, like this mm-hmm. crazy routine, crazy routine so much like uh, volume. But I was like, I'm going to build muscle like 70 days, like you could say, it's like a fight camp mentality. Like this yeah. is it. This until this day I will publicly say it. I have accountability, and like working out right now compared to then. It's not the same like and the results I'm, I was getting is not the same because I was just so locked in and I had this image that I'm going to get big and it did happen like I got the most results like I did during those 70 days and I did in six months because, mm-hmm. because I, I mean I, I I lifted around the same weights but just the intensity just the uh, it, like your intention to do it you know your like your like I said end goal pushed me to that new level like completely new level and the only problem is that I, I was overtrained. I got COVID, stuff like that, so. It all it all disappeared very quickly. But I, that was when when I realized, oh my God, like seeing those guys. Maybe that some people are debating netty, netty or not or some, some stuff like that. I do not care about that. I can achieve it if I put in the work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's beautiful. But yeah, I, I remember I, I messaged you. If I think first time around the time that I was recovering from COVID, like I asked you what to take, what to do. I I believe you said like NAC yeah stuff like. For yeah, yeah, stuff like that, but yeah, like I find it, I find it great how friendly you were at like at the start, like you were like talking to some old friend. It's very surprising to see that nowadays, and that's what I really appreciate. And that's why we are doing this right now, because so many, you know, stuck up people, so many right. God complex, you could say, you know. So that's, that's something I really appreciate. And yeah, man, like, like, let's wrap it up. Like, what would you say like is your, I guess, final message to wrap this all up? Like to people, to my
1: audience. Oh, this is a tough one. (laughs) How do I, it's always difficult to give a good final message. I, I would say this, we're probably not going to reap the benefits that we are sowing right now with what we're doing for ourselves, for our future generation, and for whoever wants to listen to our messages. It's probably not gonna be us. It'll probably be our offsprings or maybe our grandchildren, but we have the glory of being the people that do change the way life is going and the way society as a whole is heading. We don't have to change every person we come across. We just live the life that we see is best, and people will be convinced by it and change themselves in relation to our lifestyles. And by doing that, we not only help our offsprings once again, but we sediment ourselves in in history in, in a way that I believe every person wants to be sedimented. They want to have their name in history as somebody important that that contributed to other people's well being. Um, and so everybody has an important role to play. And if you're holding back, you may want to start to change your thoughts because everybody has something important that they, they can give and a gift that can help progress this at a faster rate, um, and then maybe improve many people's lives that might have not been improved otherwise.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. I'll just say one thing, and that, like, like you were you were t- you t- told me like I don't know what you're going to do later, but I believe that. Uh, like this modern way of living, we are combining everything that we learn, like every single thing, and we actually make it not not profitable, but we make it our mission. Like every single thing that you experience, you know, from the things you learn in in university, things you learn, you know, from when you lost your dog, stuff like that. All of these things combine into one thing, and this is your mission, this is what you will be recognized for. The, The age right now is not that you're a carpenter, you're a builder, you're, you know, a hairdresser. Yeah. You are all of these things, and you are creating, I guess, a brand. So, whatever you know it is that you do, I'm sure that it will be a full combination of these things that you just said. You know, your mission, your wish for the world. So, yeah, it's just very beautiful, man. Uh, thank you for it, thank yeah, you likewise. for doing this with me. Uh, I learned a lot, and uh, like tell me uh, where can people find you? What what you're doing right now
1: with your yeah, consultations, it's... stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I help people with their health if they ever have any issues. You can just find me on Instagram. That's where I'm most active right now. And uh, the handle is Thucydides, T-H-U-C-Y, D-I-D-E-S, and it has two underscores. It will be in the uh, description. Yeah, I'm probably shadow banned, so you'll probably have <laughs> to look for me a little hard. Yes, you, you
0: are. Yeah, I, I, When I search for you, you are. So, I always have to go to my follow list. It's annoying.
1: That's what it is. I appreciate you having me on, Moro. Of course, Fistball. Man, of
0: course. <laughs> fistbound. Yeah, no one will see this, but fistbound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it, it was a pleasure. Thank you. And recor- adding recording.